Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Some sports and some nonsense. Pass the pigskin. Who loves fantasy football? Mr. Unlimited. Welcome in, welcome in once again to the Ball Bros Podcast. We're sitting uh, near a dishwasher today, so if something just randomly explodes in here, you'll know what it is. A little new setup going on as it's getting colder and we're going into the, the winter months coming up. So Yes, we're not looking forward to the cold months, or are we? Because we get into the more of the heart of the NFL season, the college football season. NBA starts today. Yep. Yep, and soon we'll follow the college game. So lots to look forward to, it's including a, it's the this most week. wonderful time of the year. That's right. So let's go over kind of what happened in week six. Yeah. Is so that the what is that? Yeah. Is that the dishwasher? That's the ice maker. <laughs> That's the ice oh, maker. Okay. We didn't even think about that one, here. did we? No. <laughs> didn't, didn't think outside the box there. All right, but what happened in week, week six? Week six scores just this has been, and I keep saying it's been one of the weirdest years. I mean, so many upsets this week. Just some ridiculous games. Atlanta, like, destroying San Francisco. The NFC, who's winning the NFC? I mean, the Cowboys are up there, unfortunately. I mean, it's got to be the Eagles, right? Like, no one else is is, even competitive. This is the best year for the Eagles that you can imagine. Like, at this point, they're looking more and more like Super Bowl favorites. And on top of the fact that the NFC is so down. The Rams, 3-3. Tampa Bay, 3-3. Green Bay, 3-3. New England, or not New England, but uh, San Francisco, 3-3. Those are four teams that we thought would be at the top of the NFC, and they're all for a better, uh, for, you know, lack of a better word, they're mid right now. And they all lost surprising games this week, except for the Rams, who beat the lonely Panthers. Yeah, and and barely did, but we'll talk about that right now. They they do not look good. They looked awful against the Panthers. They really did. Their offense is scary right now. Yeah, yeah, just just all around, I mean, the the Bills and Chiefs, awesome game. I think we were all really excited for that one. Um, And an unfortunate ending, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I I thought the Chiefs were going to win that game. but... But I guess who said the Bills are going to go into Arrowhead? Is that you? Were you the only me. one? Yeah. I was the, the only, only one. one. Hmm. Good call on that one. I that mean, they good. look good. They they look like the best team in the AFC for sure. Maybe in the NFL, um, besides maybe I guess. At this point, it's not hard to fathom a Eagles Bills championship. Hmm. Right. I, it's very much realistic, and that'd be kind of sweet. You're talking about two Northeast teams not far from each other having a chance to battle it out. that It would be a unique Super Bowl, to say the least. And it's only yeah. going to get tougher for the Chiefs as well. So this will be the first year out of, what, the last four or five that it won't be going through Kansas City. Mm. So that's going to I think that's going to make a significant difference, especially if Buffalo has home field advantage in the winter. Yeah, Just, that's a huge game because they, it's like you're saying, it's an out-of-divisional out of game, so they will have the upper hand on a tie break anyway. Right. So that's, that's a huge game to go in there and win because – this might be a foreshadowing for uh, a playoff matchup maybe later in the year. But never count out Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I think we are very well aware of that. He knows that he made the worst throw of his career on that play. Mm -hmm. He knows it. I mean, you saw his reaction. He never saw the guy, and we see that happen all the time. We just have never seen it happen to Mahomes until – just then. Right. Yep. We know he's a human. Doesn't happen. Exactly. You know, he's – Definitely not an alien. He is a unicorn, but besides, he's not an alien. Besides the Tom Brady, he's never really lost those games either. So right. it was a huge right. step for Josh Allen. It was beautiful, and I love this. I love the next 15 years, what we got to look forward to. Mm. Me too. Some of the other like weirder, I mean, last night, the Monday night, Chargers move on. Denver, are we sold? The, are we done with them? Well, even Russell Wilson is, right? He yeah. didn't even say let's ride? <laughs> Ooh, he's already off the he's wagon. Off. Right, absolutely. That's, it's just amazing to think it's like, I feel like the fun and games caught up to them. Mm. They were getting all these primetime matchups. They were expected to be different. You know, you have Russell Wilson. You have a former uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback leading your team now. You have the weapons, but they're just not getting Nathaniel it done. Hackett. Coaching is might really be, not good. might be the worst head coach in the league right now. He yeah. could definitely be fired in season or definitely after the season if this continues. Oh, I want him right. to be fired right now just because – they spent all this money, spent their, gave their right. soul away to get Russell Wilson. If you're not winning right now, what are you doing? You sold the uh, – who bought it? The people who own Walmart? I mean, <laughs> right. they've spent the most money on any sports franchise ever to buy the Broncos. Right. Like They have need, high expectations. You need an offensive-minded quarterback that's going to eat every little ounce of juice that Russell Wilson has left for the next couple of years, or why did you make that move? 
Right. It's going to look like a terrible contract when he finishes yeah. it out in Houston. It's already looking like a bad one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. a wild That's territory. Take, what are you doing? Don't do that to Russ. He might be a year or two away from that if this keeps going on. That's dangerous yeah. right yeah. there. He might be uh, uh, riding his way You're out funny. of town. But, uh, so yeah, I don't think our confidence level in the Broncos is high at all. No, and just like the Broncos, really the rest of the league, this is the lowest scoring season we've seen in years. Wow. As of a couple of years ago, we're 120 touchdowns short. Oh, my gosh. So far into the season. I didn't even realize that. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. The teams that we thought that were going to be amazing have, have really underperformed. Both Super Bowl teams, Denver and the Las Vegas, who we thought were going to be amazing. Yep. The Everyone's Colts. really o- underperformed. Yeah, the, the Colts. Niners. The we Niners. We thought they like, were going to be better. Mm-hmm. Everyone's underperformed except Vikings. for pretty much Buffalo. And we didn't, you know, I do want to say something on that. We did call the Vikings. That was one of my predictions. Yeah. They were winning that division. I They're said they were, going, right I said they were yep. going to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that they will because they're the Vikings, mm. and they, at the end of every game, they seem to play themselves into a bad game, All right. and it's kind of bizarre. Kirk Cousins does his thing. Yeah, but I mean, if they can get ahead like they did in week one, 30 to nothing, right. hopefully that'll be enough. Right. So, you know, looking at the upcoming week, you know, we don't really get too much into a lot of, like, injury news. Anything big that popped off um, of note? Uh, well, I guess Kenny Pickett might be out for a while. Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. What's the timetable for Tua? He's going to be back this week. Apparently he's playing. Which wow. It, yeah. That horrifies It's been me. long enough. I, <laughs> that's no. I, don't, I don't think that's the rest of his life staff. is long enough. But, yeah, apparently to the doctors there, it's been he's good to go. It's a very uncomfortable situation with Miami. It really is. But yeah. you can guarantee, and we'll talk about them later, Tyree Kill and Gasicki are going to get their targets, right? Ooh. Yeah. Apparently. Gasicki makes me sick. <laughs> makes me sicky. Sicky. Yep. yep. There you go. You guys want to, well, let's talk about the beef of the week real quick before we get into guys who we loved this week. And I'm not a big fan of James Robinson right now because yeah. Jake just got another point this week. Yeah, he's killing us it's on up these to three, beefs. three to one and one right now. But I think I like NTN going forward. We're finally seeing hopefully what some people wanted to see from him who have him in Dynasty Leagues. Yeah. Hopefully he just starts taking more and more workload. I'm fine if they want to keep Robinson in that like goal line and just give him the goal line. But as long as he, as long as Ntn's getting eight yards a carry, mm-hmm. and just give him the ball, yeah, I mean, yeah. give him throw him the ball too. It's, that's the hot hand, and it's you know I don't know why I even jumped off that bandwagon because I have been talking Ntn all all off season all up. To we now. all did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a little it's, disappointing. I but. feel like for me, I just got caught up in the in the wave of James Robinson like looking better than what we thought he was going to be, and well, it he, made me. He broke off confidence. like a forty-yard touchdown in week one. He right. looked up. He, phenom- looked he looked amazing. It, the whole tide changes after week one more than any other week during the season. Is there still expectations that NTN will be the primary back? I mean, yeah, look at it this year? way. The last three games for James Robinson, under 50% of the snaps, no game over seven fantasy points. Wow. So that that first, those three first games, 19, 15, and 20, the last three, one, five, and six. So his fall off has been incredible. Yeah, and ETN literally is getting five and a half a carry. He's yet to score a touchdown this right. year, and I think that's the main reason why people are disappointed at mm. him. You just add a touchdown to that game against Philly, he has 10 points in that game, and then that's ever since week three, he's probably a consistent running back too. Right. And you're okay with a game where he gets only four yards a carry, but he gets no receptions in that week, mm. and it's it breaks your heart. But So right. if he can get consistent usage, I mean, they don't have a bye week till week 11. What if things don't change until after the bye week? Yeah, and then who knows what the state of the team will be, you know, depending on any injuries. That whole running back room could be different by then. You know, if NTN can yeah. take over that lead back, that will make them, I think, more of a solidified offense. You know, right now they want to still revert a lot, you know, a lot back to their old ways with just handing the ball off to right. Robinson. So yeah. they still got to introduce NTN to a style in that offense that allows them to actually put points on the board. And two goal line quarterback sneaks. Mm. That hurts, too. Yeah, That kills. Yeah, he needs more work in the passing game. This is the last year of James Robinson's uh, rookie deal from being undrafted. So, you know, I probably don't re-sign him unless you can for cheap. Then maybe he's a good backup, you know, back. But He also lost 57 yards to a Jermichael Hasty breakaway. Really weird. And that's like his... What was that? His second carry of the season, right? And that what's the other dude like Agnew or whatever? Who's small who, Agnew? Who's yeah. randomly caught like a multiple goal line touchdowns that could have been NTN. So, I think yeah. things. I think things are looking up for him. So he did that in that game against Philly, mm-hmm. where we he got the two exactly. Yeah. 
Well, what's uh, you guys want to get into the studs? Yes, sir. Some studly boys. Sandy, you want to go first? Yep. And this is a guy we, you know, you're going to hear him probably a lot more this season. We've already heard a lot of him. That's Ramondre Stevenson. We don't really have to talk too much about him. We know at this point he has solidified his spot as that lead back, regardless if Damian Harris is hurt or not. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and, and he's showing out. You know, he looks like they're using him correctly. Maybe get a score, you know, that'll help. He was deep into the game before another running back even got any usage, mm-hmm. whether it was Kevin Harris or Pierre Strong. I'm not worried about, you know, anyone else coming in here and until until Damian Harris is back. Right. And then when Damian Harris comes back, he's still going to have at least a Kareem Hunt-esque usage. Yeah, if, not exactly. More, more escalating. Yeah, he may, should be maybe the guy. Flip, maybe flip them around and have him at the Nick Chubb usage because, I mean, even when yes. Damian was here, you know, he had the two bad games, but that was he was young then. And then the 12.9 is probably more of like his starting to be his floor um, with hit, with Harris back in the offense. So maybe like 10 to 12 is a floor type of thing. But, I mean, that's really great. I'm, I'm a little upset I traded him in Dynasty because I thought he was going to take another year to mature. And then this, this Damian Harris injury just bumped that up a notch. I think to get the consistency, it'll be next year. Mm. That's for sure. Because once Harris comes back, Harris traveled with the team. That yeah. concerns me because when I hear a hamstring injury and I hear running back and I'm like, okay, hopefully two to three weeks. The guy's tra- he's, he's yeah. a dog. We we yeah. love Damian Harris. He played at Alabama. He doesn't want to lose his spot. Kentucky. Right. Yeah, and the Patriots love him too. I mean, yeah. they drafted Ramondre and he was great last year and they still keep playing Damian. Right. So that's the thing. The rest of this year, unless Damian is legitimately out for a long period of time, you just start him as long as you can and yeah. you know you're going to get a running back one. Mm. If he's yeah. if he's getting ninety percent of the carries, right. nobody else does that. Right. Yep. He helped my team quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he did. looks good. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a must start. I think from now on. Yeah. Like I don't even care. Like I said, no matter what. Yeah. With, even without. when he comes back, I okay. think he moves maybe more into the flex RB two range. But you still are probably starting him because yep. who else do you have as a running back right, right. now? The next guy for you, Jake's probably not a guy you're going to be starting a whole lot. Yeah. Well, hopefully not because. As an owner of of John Taylor in in one league, I want him to get back and healthy. So it's going to be Deion Jackson. I mean, he kind of I'm sure he won multiple people's weeks this week because most people picked him up off the waivers. He yeah. snapped. I mean, and he's out with injury now, but he has an unbelievable target share when he's in the game. Right. I mean, whole catches like and that's and crazy. And John Taylor owners are like, "Where is this at when John Taylor's in the game? Like, what are what are you doing? Exactly. Why are you not scheming up ways to get him the ball? You would think they would, right? You would think so, but hopefully this is a wake-up call and Matt Ryan dumped the ball off. Yeah, think about that. What happened? What did they do? They threw the ball 58 times because they didn't have John Taylor. Mm. But But that's that's the the bullshit part. But that's that's the bullshit part. Guess what they did? They won. They did Sure. Okay, they beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville never wins on the road in their their own division, apparently. But but it's a stepping stone. They barely won. But Matt Ryan did make a couple big throws late in the the game to win the game. It's a a brutal one to watch, that one was. But Deion Jackson only played 67% of the snaps. That's crazy. I think he's a waiver wire god. He he, is. I mean, it took multiple injuries and a lot of luck. But, I mean, man, did it work out. What a week. Well, and, you know, the thing is, it took the injuries, but... I mean, Philip Lindsay was still on that team, and he just dominated Philip Lindsay. Yes. And yeah. I think even if Hines is there, he maybe takes a couple of those catches. But I think they like Deion Jackson enough. I mean, the week before, he still saw fifty-eight for thirteen. He's a big back, six foot yeah. two twenty. Yeah, he's not small, and he's catch he t- catches everything. So, you know, I don't think obviously it's going to continue because John Taylor is supposed to be back. But if you're in a dynasty league, I think he's kind of a must-add this week, right? Unless, unless sure. you haven't already added him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in Dynasty, he's definitely a guy I feel like you would want to stash just in case, you know, he gets the opportunity down the road. The only thing is what scares me is he reminds me a lot of Dearness Johnson. Mm. Yeah. And he's I could and, you play him. In Dynasty, I held on to Dearness. I was really hoping that maybe they would dish him off to a team that could use him, and it didn't work out. So it, he does scare me for that. The only difference with is he has two backs in front of him that would be the running back one there versus Dion might only have one. Yeah. But he, he does have more odds. competition overall. Dearness was a clear-cut third string, and, and after those guys were back, yeah, he was nobody, out the door. Right. Let me tell you another guy who's out the door, or probably in the door, created the door, made the door, running through the door, Brees Hall. Yeah. <laughs> he's everything about the door. He, looks oh, like yeah. he, he builds them just to knock them just to knock him down. The last two weeks, it's kind of unbelievable. He looks like the best running back in football. He's the dynasty running back one now, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean there's no question. He's 
number six, I think, in my opinion, in, in overall. Yeah. Mm. He's top ten, yeah, and he's, six he's right already now. surpassed so many different different names. In Dynasty, would you rather have him or uh, Saquon right now? Uh, in Dynasty, I want Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall is mm. so much younger. Yeah. That's it's tough. close, yeah. but... I have a good Brees Hall, too, and I have Saquon. I mean, mainly because of the age I agree. Yeah. Honestly, at this phenomenal. point, I'm I'm probably going to say give me Brees Hall over John Taylor. Yeah. The, the talent. Give him me over everything in Dynasty. In Dynasty, yeah, there's no doubt. In Not redraft. Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. He'd be oh, right below He'd be right. close. I think he's right behind those It's just every one of those skilled players always scary. Running back, always going to have more risk for injury. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you the can't, only thing. You have two Randy Mosses above him, so right. man, he's got a hell of a company. I mean, yeah. he's in great company. He looks like Adrian Peterson. That weird like wishbone play that they ran where he stiff-armed mm-hmm. a guy. I mean, it was wide open. The run was wide open, but the fact that he had to run through a crowd of safeties after the fact. He just – he looks – different back there like he yeah. looks like he's yes. been in the league for five years and michael carter still went six for 41 so good for michael that's carter. what we were talking about that's though crazy. i think the jets <laughs> have something him. there in their offense you know zach wilson will make his mistakes but don't get mistaken you know don't get mistaken for this you know rushing offense they yeah. they're going to do their job and the defense is playing at a high level yeah. the jets are a surprise team right now very surprising sandy who's your next guy we're going to talk about the colts again yeah, and this one, yeah. this is just a guy who was absolutely at the forefront of that offense all day, and that was Michael Pittman. Everything – I watched that game, and it seemed like every single throw went his way. And he was catching targets. It was crazy, and this is what we expected him to be, though. This yeah. is exactly the role that we expected. You know, he doesn't have that competition at the receiver position. Nope. So there's no reason he shouldn't be getting 15-plus targets a week. But, Sandy, Paris Campbell had a breakout <laughs> game. <laughs> Paris Campbell had 11 targets. I feel like that's what we're going to be saying about K.J. Hamler two years from now. Oh, God. No, I think K.J. Hamler might be better than Paris Campbell. Oh, I think so, sure. too. It just so He good. falls to me that same realm where it's like, I was high on Paris Campbell for a short time there, and I've been high on K.J. Hamler. It's fading away. I took Paris Campbell at 105 in a dynasty draft one time. That it's happened. Good. That happened. Above wow. DK. One pick <laughs> above oh, DK. Oh, man. It's just because when you look at the Colts, they have nobody to throw to. Michael yeah. Pittman was after Paris Campbell. Right. Paris Campbell was supposed to be that slot guy. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like Chris Olave. Mm. And I thought when I took Chris Olave, that's the worst like possible outcome is Paris, <laughs> Paris Campbell, Campbell and Traylon Burks turns into A.J. Brown or something. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, that was my exact thought process. Oh I couldn't I couldn't even say it at the time. I don't <laughs> think I, my heart could handle it. Yeah, that's that's a foul comparison. But, yeah, Pittman, I mean, 13 of 16 is crazy. The one thing with him that is a little concerning is why is he not getting red zone-like looks? Why are they not scheming him open? Pierce has now kind of taken over those those deeper shots. And Mo Alley-Cox and... Who's the other tight end? Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods are taking every red zone look. Here's the issue. And when John Taylor gets back, he's going to take every issue. Here's the issue. Was Julio Jones known for his red zone targets? Not necessarily, but he scored not. touchdowns. He scored more than one touchdown through six games. Not My always. point being, though, one year he had three touchdowns. Matt Ryan doesn't care about that for some <laughs> reason. This isn't anything new. Similar type of bill we were talking about. He's probably going to be used the same way Julio was. He's a big yards guy. He's going to be a possession guy. It's not what it's not what you think with Matt Ryan, though. He's just bad in the red zone. Yeah, he always horrible. has been yeah. bad in the red zone. Yeah. He's he's that's been his pet peeve. He's the, the best mediocre the, player I've ever seen. Remember when Devonta Freeman was a running back one overall? That was oh the year they gosh. went to the Super Bowl. I mean, because they could hand the ball off and right. he could efficiently get there. And, of course, you had Todd Gurley, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got tough. the uh, interception red zone king in Matt Ryan. But I've mm-hmm. seen weeks earlier in the season where Pittman had two back-to-back touchdown catches that got flagged oh, and right. taken off the field. So I think the touchdowns will be there. This mm-hmm. is one of those games. You know, your guy gets 16 targets, <sighs> and it's like he could have had 20. He should have had 20. You're great. And he teeth. should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he absolutely he should. should be but that He's also going to have weeks where he gets seven targets and three of them are in the red zone. He might catch two touchdowns. Yeah. It just depends on their usage. You know, yeah, there's going to be those weeks they're going to look at him in the red zone and there's going to be a lot of those weeks where they don't even look his way, but somehow he'll get 12 targets yes. all prior to 20 yards in. Right. Get As, this guy, Doolin, off the team. Get anybody else. <laughs> get anybody else. Doolin is on IR. Get anybody else except for Pittman, Pierce, and John Taylor. I don't want to see targets going to anyone else. Please Mike throw the Terry. 
Yeah, Stratton always, for some oh reason, God. is just stealing looks. He's oh huge. Gosh, he's 6'6 yeah. six, six out there. He's massive. He's caught three balls. They love their like 6'8 guys on, and to throw it to them, but they won't throw it to a 6'4 guy in Michael Pittman. Let's Ryan. talk about another 6'6 six six guy to catch a couple touchdowns oh this week. He also can't do the gritty. No. Yeah, What's he called? The grandmother? What is the granddaddy? The, the squaddle or something? The squaddle? <laughs> it was like, it's so painful to watch. We're talking about Licky my Gesicki, if y'all don't know, but uh, he, he finally had his breakout. And we were talking about him before the season. We all hated him because the offense hated him. No one likes him there. They were going to trade him for a bag of chips, and then out of nowhere, he pops off. The first five weeks of the season, he had less points than this week. Right. Combined, yeah. It's unbelievable. The guy, the guy goes out there, and the only times that he's been a stud for fantasy against Baltimore, he caught that touchdown. Mm. Every time that he's good in fantasy, it kills us because right. we have to watch him do that damn dance. Ugh. That's <laughs> why I was he? like, I don't, we don't want to see him succeed because of that. But and he's I mean, also a beast of a body. Dude's only 27, 6'6", 250 I mean, he's pounds. He's a huge and guy. He's a fastest. He's not fastest, but he's a fast tight end, too. What's no, sad he's is, a 99th percentile athlete. Yeah, he's yeah. a super athlete. He's a monster. And what's sad is the last two years, he was a top 10 yeah. tight end. And he's then they just decided not. They decided they hated him out of nowhere. He's legitimately good. He's just not good at blocking. Mm. That's why Mike McDaniels doesn't like him. Which is That's ridiculous. All it is. You, know, you know what's crazy to me? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. He's not George Kittle. I'm sorry. <laughs> he can't be a, a, le, a left tackle a left like tackle. George Tackle. But you know, you know what's crazy? If they actually used him, how much more explosive this offense is. If they oh, used yeah. him down the seam with your two stud wide receivers, like why aren't they doing that? Why are they throwing it to Trent Sherfield more? That's my, it's disgusting. That's a, it's bizarre. It's not, not this week, obviously, because the two four-yard touchdown right. catches, but that was because they set it up with Tyreek getting all the way down there, yep. which kills me. It really does. I'm really yeah. upset by that. I hate. Yep. I just hate to see like a guy that, like you said, is such a freak athlete, uh, Pitts, um, that just a tight end, uh, <laughs> that just doesn't get used. It just makes George sick. Kittle. Yeah. All right, that's disgusting. That's three tight ends. You want You guys want to want me to ask? Are we really gonna take it this the to this place? Kasicki or Pitts? Rest oh of season. Gosh. Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Kyle Pitts. I mean probably Pitts because I don't know if this will this will keep up. But do you have Mike Kosicki? Are you trying to train him for Kyle Pitts? No, obviously. If I you're would, the person yeah. with Kyle Pitts, oh, really? you'd be an idiot for taking that. I would offer that deal though. Mm-hmm. I would 100 percent offer that. I if Kosicki has another game this next week where he goes like six for 50 and another touchdown, scores like 16 points, then yeah, I mean you might have to take him the rest of the year. You know who's leading the NFL in yardage though? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Another. Yep. He's just missing those touchdowns. Right. That's that Mike your, is sick. That's, that's <laughs> your uh, last stud, right? Yeah, that's my last stud. I traded five draft picks in Dynasty for him. I got. I really traded three draft picks and to get Tyree Kill because this is the guy. Three. What does he have? Fifteen targets this week, mm. seven last week, but he caught all seven, and that was a weird game anyway. Fourteen, right. thirteen, twelve in there as yes. targets. He's like. only had one bad game, and. We, Going back and looking at his history, he is always, I don't want to say a boomer bust because he does have a pretty uh, pretty high floor, but he's always either 30 or like 10. Yes. But I you think know, scheme-wise, his yeah. floor is higher now than it's ever you look been. look at last year, for example, start of the year 37-5, 47, 14, 22, 12, 27, 7, 27, 20, 4, 11, 32, 3. 32, yeah, 32 three. and then three. So it's like, <laughs> I don't want to say he's boomer bust, but it's he's awesome. the biggest boom there is. But yes. but this is the guy that'll win you yeah. a league. I mean, right now he is. He's wide receiver three, number eight overall in fantasy. That's that's insane. If we gave him both those touchdowns, he has 41 points this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely mind-boggling. What do you think? Mind, what, do you think what, ha- what happens here if Waddle misses a week or two? Do you think that affects Hill, or is he just so good that he's open every throw? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it right there. I mean, he should that, be open. Dolphins he should be like, should be like Jason him. Jefferson, where if you really in cup, if you really wanted to, you could probably throw them the ball every single route, and they're you're gonna get yards. And it's in in Pittman, really. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans, Mike Williams. There's a handful of guys, probably ten guys, that you're like they should get twenty targets a game, like mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall used to get. It's like if you're, yeah. and that's a thing. You know, certain teams are more consistent with that. You know, I can't say that about Stephon Diggs because he has been getting targets, right. you know, like crazy. Jamar Chase was one of those I felt like he's in that kind of boomer bust realm as well, where it's just like it does take, you know, his floor is never going to be bad. And definitely as far as for a, a consistency, I think I would rather have Chase just for the floor of it. But the ceiling is just more consistently high if you're Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's right. He's got the highest ceiling in football, really. 
Which is yeah. crazy because he only has two touchdowns. Like you're thinking like he has a high ceiling because he gets these 80-yard touchdown catches. No, he's literally getting intermediate and short work and everything. turning it into yards after catch. Yeah. He's the best guy to run a screen pass for because he catches yeah. the ball and he's, he's gone. gone. His you route know? tree is nothing but uh, east to west, north south, east west cut north south, behind a line of scrimmage. I mean, he's all over the place. Right. And then you got... You know, Jamar Chase until this week was just running five yard out routes and come back using him as a decoy because yeah, they couldn't get anybody else open. Exactly. Well, I think that leads us kind of into some dud performances of the week. Who wants to go first? Jake. Yeah, I'm going to go with name. this one was fun because I talked about him last week. I said once he loses a game that he will never play again for the Cowboys unless that goes out. We're talking about Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah, he lost his game in an embarrassing fashion. Three interceptions. I will he say, bad. I will say, I that's one of my other predictions I had. I almost had it too. I said Eagles by ten in that game, and it was by nine. So, I mean, he looked horrible. close. Eighteen of thirty-eight, one touchdown, three interceptions. It was against Philadelphia, but we're not. Surprised. Dak's coming back. Should be back this next week. So, he's a guy you can probably drop in almost every format. Oh yeah, you should not even be rostering Cooper Rush. Right. His his unless you had like Dak initially, right? And this is a fifteen team league. But you probably shouldn't even be playing. Yeah. Him. There's yeah, no reason. Like his best quarter, game was seventeen. Two quarterback leagues, you're probably rostering him, and yeah. really deep, like you said, fourteen team leagues, maybe as a as a backup. But yeah, go ahead and drop him if if you have him. Sandy, here. um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. Finally. And, you know, it's been trending. He's been trending down, you know. Yeah. And it's not like we're that shocked because – We've been calling it Yeah, we weeks. we just knew that it would take some time. And, you know, we're not going to talk about the matchup being a huge difference here because at the end of the day – He's getting out-snapped. Right. It was <laughs> out-snapped, uh, and it was a weird scheme as well. You know, Mahomes was not trying to run the ball. Like, this is the matchup. It was all about the quarterback and them making plays. Zero targets. Yes. That's the problem. <laughs> is when they need when they're trying to go heavy pass they're not going to look at Clyde mm. that's right. the unfortunate part he's Jarek the McKinnon type is better done. right he is and then when they want to really run the ball late in the game they give it to Pacheco unfortunately mm. I think the situation should get better though you know they do after San Francisco I, I think say. his next three weeks are going to be awful Tennessee yeah. and Jacksonville I don't think are going to be as bad I think that they are going to need him to be a little bit more effective in those games I don't know uh, his snap count is really it. concerning I mean, like Nick said, McKinnon is maybe the better back right now, which is sad for a dude that hasn't really played in three years. I think it's mainly because McKinnon is bigger. He's stronger. It's He's more physical. I mean, the only reason that they won that game a couple weeks ago against the Raiders is because he had that 50-yard run. Mm. And Travis Kelsey was talking about he's the guy who gave us juice in that game. Right. Unfortunately for Clyde, I've never seen him give anybody he, juice. He, he himself doesn't have juice. You nope. You've seen it before. You can't rip off a run. He's trying to acquire some juice. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's unfortunate. But we kind of saw this one coming. Nick, what do you got? Uh, well, one I never saw coming going into the season was Elijah Moore. <sighs> and I really only – this is almost a, immemorial to him right. because I guarantee you this week he'll have a big week. <laughs> I can guarantee your, it. This is I'm your sacrifice. This is in, in memoriam because you've, you've been 100%. one of his biggest, biggest up component, opponents of him. And, yeah. and I liked him too going into the yeah. year. He looked like a stud at the end of last year. Wide receiver 75. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts to see. It hurts Especially so when back Braxton Berrios yeah, is continuously disgusting. used in the same role that he should be used. Mm. In Dynasty, it's one of those players that you keep on your bench. You just don't even think about it. You don't look at him. You don't worry about it. You're like, okay, I'm not going to make the mistake. <gasps> oh, Cali girl. That scared me. I'm not going to make the mistake and turn away Elijah Moore right now. But, man, if this keeps going and next year we go in with Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson on the team and – you know, this is the same outlook. I'm going to be scared to death. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared too for him because Zach Wilson needs his guys to be able to step up. And the problem is the guys who have been stepping up are the Garrett Wilson, unfortunately, the, even the Corey Davises. Corey Davis made a big play in this game. Yeah, and the, the fact that their running game has been the primary, yeah. you know, part of that scoring offense, it, it just does take away. It sucks the life out of Elijah Moore's usage. Right. And what's scary to me is, at least early in the season, he was getting 90% of the snaps. He was still seeing a little bit of targets. He just wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be. These last two games, 66, 58 in snaps, four targets, zero targets. That's what's scary to me is, like, the usage is going down now that 
Wilson is back and Flacco is not there to make some better reads. And now the matchups don't get any easier. I mean, this is a brutal schedule coming up. Denver, who their defense actually looks really good. I mean, they just kind of shut down Herbert. They have the best defense in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, then New England and Buffalo, like, and then New England again. Yeah. After a bye, that's scary. I'm not excited to play him week 12 against Chicago, and then that's it. Is that why you're like you're considering dropping him after the, of course, a disappointing year? But then this yeah. is just brutal stretch coming up, and then a bye. Yeah. I can't, I can't trade him. So right. no. the way I look at it, if I drop him and somebody else picks him up, the likelihood that I play him again is low right. if he's a stud, or he's a landmine for somebody else, mm. and he blows up and does what he did to me, and he's just somebody on your roster who you got to look at, and you're like, man, it sucks that I can't play you over freaking Josh Reynolds. Right. I will say, you know, I bring up the matchups. It also could be the opposite effect in depending on how those schemes work. Their primary focus could be let's stop the running game. Let's keep Garrett Wilson out of it. So it also could open the door for that opportunity that maybe they they too they do turn, you know, a new leaf and say, "Hey, we need you to be this guy now." Is Quinnen Williams going to be the best defensive player in the league the rest of the that's, year? It's I mean, crazy because that's the main thing that I think Forced the Jets to play the way that they did, and, and they Brees got Hall the sauce. had the big run. Of course, right. they have sauce. Well, so, that's I mean, the big, that's the biggest part too. That that's just they're an exciting team to to like. You know, I, at the end of the day, no one hates Zach Wilson. He's a little, he's a douchebag, but <laughs> nobody hates him. What's his nickname? Milfunner. Yes, and that's, that's why perfect. we all love yeah. him. That's a, that's why he he does have a little bit of dog in him. So I kind of like that. I just like that team in general. I think both New York teams are. All, technically all three if, if you count Buffalo and New York team. But yeah. they're mm-hmm. all three fun right now, um, which is don't know the last time we can say that. So Yeah, and the state of New York, as far as sports needed that, besides the Yankees, of course. Yeah. But, you know, it's just football has been a dry thing for them. You know, the last thing they've really won was, of course, the Giants' Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, outside of that, they don't have a lot of things to root for. Aaron judges home runs, apparently. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that tells you where the state of New York is at right now. <laughs> Um, Jake, who's your next dud? Yeah, yeah, Kareem Hunt. Disappointing. Just super disappointing, man. Yeah, I don't think anybody is losing confidence in them. It was just a weird week, and again, I, you know, it, it'll change. They were down by thirty, so I mean, yeah, I think that plays into but, it. You know, that's what's crazy is like you're down by thirty. You're wanting to throw to get back into it. Hunt's the better pass catching back. Why are you not giving him targets? He got one target. You can't tell me there wasn't an opportunity to dump the ball off to him. It's a it's a weird game that we play with Brissett because I feel like when you play against the Patriots and Brissett used to be a Patriot, he was taken out of the game immediately. Mm. I think that plays into it. Every check down was taken he, away from he the He threw the ball 45 times. Yeah. He's throwing that, it deep. And that's probably is the scheme like I guess to answer my question why they aren't they weren't targeting him. They were the Patriots knew that they needed to check the ball down because Brissett can't throw the ball deep. So they probably were trying to take that away and just force him to throw the ball. Another deep. note too, Brissett isn't you know the most mobile quarterback by any means, but he does have relatively decent wheels. He literally had one rush attempt. Mm. Oh, he's too that. old. He's yeah. not a runner. He's too old. Uh, he had that right. rush. He had that touchdown against Atlanta, but I mean that was the most awkward rushing touchdown but I've ever seen. The point being is he couldn't really extend the play. So That's you know true. a lot of his passes were just. You know, probably shotgun passes that he had to get off quick, mm. and he wasn't. That's typically the type of game that you're not going to always be looking at the checkdowns because you got to have a little bit more time. Just yeah. a weird game. One point though, definitely lost some lost some weeks for people, especially he's probably in most people's flex every week. So mm-hmm. that that one point really hurt. He might even be a running back too. Yeah, to be I mean, honest, he could, especially during a bye. Right. I mean, I would full confidence this week though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 Decent couple games coming up, and then a bye. So. Yep. We'll see um, how he how he trends up, Sandy. And a guy I'm not confident in, Scary Terry, Mr. Terry McLaurin. Can't be happy about Another it. Another dud. It's just yeah. – and we kind of knew Thursday night football. We thought Carson Wentz should run a clinic. He's he's known for his Thursday night games. Well, he did. He, he won the game. Exactly. That's, That's about all, all that he did. But he did win the game. Whopping four <laughs> points in, in fantasy. He had so. an awesome crack block, too. He, yeah. He broke he, he it. He laid dude. him. He laid him out. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Three for 41. Yeah. On it's four just, targets. And one of those was like good. a. One of those was like a. I feel like it wasn't, wasn't one of those like late and it was like a 20 yard gain. So take that away and he literally would have done nothing. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the snap count's not, is not the problem. No. 98% of the snaps. I mean, he is the wide receiver one there, right? <laughs> he should be. But also, you got guys that are stepping up in Curtis Samuel, a rookie, and Jahan Dotson. Yeah. I don't think that 
franchise has a whole ton of confidence in Terry McLaurin. There's too much going on behind the scenes for me to confidently start anybody on Washington. I think the whole team is in turmoil. Yeah, I mean, it's a a dumpster fire there. I mean, until Chase Chase Young comes back, there's nothing really to get excited about this team, is there? No, and this I mean, week Brian you, Robinson may be a success story. Is but. this week the get back week for Green Bay too? I mean, what time? Oh, you would hope so. Yeah, you get to play a to. You get to play a terrible team, and it's going to be in DC. The it's fans are going to be the fans yeah. are going to be booing the team mm. if there's any fans there at all. Right. Yep. Green Bay should win that game pretty easily. I think so. Um, but yeah, don't have a lot of confidence in him. I think the last guy to talk about in terms of the duds this week, and I just want to make this one a quickie because it's Mike Williams, and we know that he's a stud. We know it. We just know that when Justin Herbert throws the ball 57 times, some of those throws are just bad decisions. (laughs) He should be throwing it to Mike Williams more. Yeah, It's just wildly inconsistent. It's all over the place, all season. And you know that's what you're going to get, but... It's just not what you hope for by any means. It's not what you hope for when... When? When. The the wide receiver, I guess the real wide receiver one in this offense, if you want to call him that, has been out for multiple weeks, and he's still not seeing consistent target. Yeah. That's what scares me. And, you know, maybe it does – maybe he needs Keenan Allen a little bit to take the pressure off of him so he can get more of those deep bombs like he saw last year. Um, and maybe that will help him. But without Keenan Allen, you know, Eckler's going to steal some targets. But Mike Williams should be seeing 10 targets every game. You know, Eckler's running back one overall right yeah, now. I, mean, I think he had 19 targets this right. week. He looks like a stud. I mean, we we love Eckler, but Mike Williams without Keenan Allen, there's no reason he shouldn't be seeing 20, uh, 10 targets every and game. And we saw the positive trend. You know, the last four weeks before this, you know, the targets were there. And, you know, this was a reverting game. You know, the last time he had – he had basically, you know, well, obviously less – you know, no touchdown there. That was the only thing that helped him in Jacksonville. But he's right. had multiple. That would mean he took take away that touchdown he has week three. He would have three weeks where he's absolutely points. irrelevant. Yeah, but that's the that's thing. Crazy to love Mike. To love fantasy football is to love the the weeks mm-hmm. of three points. Because if you can't appreciate the three point weeks, you can't really appreciate the thirty point weeks. Right. I just Which, would rather have a guy who does twenty. More consistently. I've always been a guy. I'd rather have a guy that gets me 12 every week than a guy that gets 30 and then three the next week. But I like the boom and bust. Yeah, you're the boom and bust is what wins leagues. I'm more of a consistent. But the thing is, you got to have a balance of that. You got to have your guys you can guarantee that are going to get you that 12 to 15. But you also got to have that balance of the guys who you can expect that might every other week go off for, you know, 25 to 40. What kind of goofball would put Mike Evans and Mike Williams on his team? God, that's what the scariest guy. The thing is, it shouldn't be, a, a, you know, shouldn't be hard. It should alternate between who has a huge right. game. Right. <laughs> Mike Evans the should be time. the more consistent guy, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my Amish team, and that's why we're 2-4. and four. <laughs> So it all makes sense. Uh, I think that's it for the duds. And it's Christmas. Or, I'm sorry. It's... <laughs> It's Halloween. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like everyone's girlfriend. You're just skipping over Halloween and Thanksgiving. It's Christmas as soon as it get, becomes October. Oh, it's exactly. Christmas. It's, Once no, it gets, no, 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 it's not Christmas. It's Black Friday. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like you can celebrate the holiday all up until the week before the holiday. Then you're on to the next yeah. one. It's like, wait a second. We still got some time yeah, left. Yeah, we got two I holidays never, left. I hate rushing through this because this is literally all we got until, you know, then you got a long winter. And right. you just got to suck it up. There's I'll nothing exciting. Here, but, but that's on you, Nick, for skipping over two holidays. I know. I <laughs> right to Christmas. I did screw the pooch on that one. Okay. You didn't All even right. get Halloween. Mm. Well, let me look at a guy. This is trick or treat. So we're going to do a trick so far this season and a treat okay. for the rest of the season. That's kind of the concept that we're going for. I'm going to go with the guy who's Halloween colors already. Mm. Orange and black. Ooh. Joe Burrow. Quarterback five Ooh. on the year in fantasy. I think. That is more a product of the rest of the league being terrible. Mm-hmm. And is that going to continue? I don't Probably, think so. I don't think it'll be this bad the rest of the year. Right. Otherwise, it'll be the worst year in fantasy ever. Right. Yeah. I He'll pick it up. You know, you're, you've got – he's got two good of receivers to not be able to. He, you doesn't, know? he never throws the ball more than 40 times a game. It's kind of absurd, the usage right. that Joe Burrow gets. This week, he had a huge week because they were playing in the Superdome. And they were playing. Can't lose there. You know, Jamar Chase got that 60-yard touchdown. That was probably 12 points for freaking Joe Burrow. I mean, are you kidding me? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just always got to know. With Joe Burrow, he's always going to have the weapons. 
it's just uh, the one thing that you always notice about him when when you watch his games is I feel like sometimes he just lacks certain confidence on certain plays. I think the confidence is all about his offensive line most of the time there. Yeah. In terms of how much time he has trying to make sure that he doesn't get sacked. Right. Yeah. Although and he talks about it all the time how much he doesn't care how much he gets sacked. And it's but it's not even about the getting sacked. It's just the times where he could get a ball off and he goes just he overthinks it and just doesn't make a play and then you lose six yards. Like if you just throw the ball Try to get it out of bounds. Just do something, you know, roll out of the pocket just real quick. Doing things like that, that even if you're not going to get the play, just don't make the play worse. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that obviously I'm a huge fan. I think he there's still things for him to get better at um, watching his game. I don't think – I think he can continue this pace of five because there's the quarterback position is so anemic this year. I mean, it's going back and forth to everybody i don't know about five but i'm, I'm just gonna say and he'll end up top seven um like you said they have so many options i think he needs to get better about dropping back into the pocket a little bit more his pocket presence needs to get better at the end of the day he's one of those guys that are gonna miss some throws in the game but when the game is on the line he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league i mean he has that literal dog in him he always is making the game game winning throw so you're just going to have to live with him missing some of those throws earlier in the game. And they're back to being 3-3. Three and three, Yeah, so. I mean, they have a really easy schedule coming up. Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Yep. I mean, so they have to win, like, probably four of their next five, and then they have a tough schedule at the end. Yep. So we'll see. Um, What's your trick? I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. You mm. don't think he's going to continue what he's doing? I do not think he's going. I, he's a trick to me because he finally had his bad week. I think – they're going to come down a little bit from where their their highs are. I don't know. I just – five targets, six targets, that's fine. I just don't think he can produce what he's done so far. What is he? 20 he's yard, wide receiver 13 overall. 20 yards a catch that week with two touchdowns. New Orleans week is going to skew the numbers the rest of the Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's always been the Tyler Lockett story. Yeah, and, and we were yeah, talking about him true. last week. Like, oh, my gosh, 19, 16, 12, 27. That's – four straight games for Tyler Lockett that's we haven't ever seen that really so I think he gets back down to the more 21 week for the next week and I think we're going to see that the rest of the season just alternating yeah that's not a bad take I mean Tyler Lockett he has every bit of potential and Geno's looked better than what we thought DK Mm -hmm. hasn't really truly stood out as far as you know and that falls back on you know the whole scheming schemes he's good But because of the fact Lockett's, you know, played as well as he has, he has taken away. And, you know, I think the running game is trying to be more of an emphasis. Yeah, Yeah, what hurt them in this game was the flow of the game. The Cardinals are terrible in offense, but they had the ball the whole time. Yeah. Seattle's defense is actually very surprising because we thought they they were horrible, but they've actually had the best week last week and just shut down Arizona. It almost feels like they're rallying around their quarterback. Mm. Like they love their quarterback (laughs) now. I wonder why. Pete Pete Carroll is good about that, though. Like, He's at the end of the day never gonna let the team like give up truly. Like we thought this team might be the worst team in the league going into it, and mm-hmm. they're all of a sudden tied for first it's, in the division. It's yeah, just that whole scary. there's certain coaches that kind of carry that mantra, you know, Mike obviously Tomlin. Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Yep. They're never gonna have bad teams. They're gonna have bad performances. They're never gonna be completely out of it, no matter who's, you know, running the who you know, running what. Right. And they always get their defense ready. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. that's one thing both those teams, you know, the franchise history has been known for is, is defense. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it's not a surprise that those coaches, because they're experienced, because they've, they've been through this, they can lead them out of that. Right? The oldest coach in the league. He's set in his ways. Can't Which is cool. There's, there's no, that's no coincidence that the two oldest coaches in the league fall back to defense scheme because that's, yeah. that's how it is with them. That's, what, that's, what's won, that's their bread and butter. It's what's won them Super Bowls. So. They always get it done with the fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. Right. Look at J.C. Jackson now that he's not with yeah, the Patriots. Right. Got benched last night. Right. You know a guy who – was he benched all of last year, Sandy? I don't know what happened, but he came back early in the year. Who's your guy? Curtis Samuel. Mm. Mm. He was a weird guy because – and now I think I just look at it, it was just a Carolina Panthers thing, and we're seeing it. Now it's <laughs> blowing up completely but Curtis Samuel he's always been one of those guys who he's a sneaky receiver he has a lot of potential to be a possession guide he can make big plays but you I love you said the word potential because that's all he's had his whole career I remember having him 
multiple years when yeah. he was with Carolina. And every year I was like, this year is going to break out. And then he had one decent year in 2020. 25th. 25th in the league. But he was pretty much also a running back that year. Yep. He was the yeah. only guy split in time with McCaffrey. I mean, it's so you're saying he's, it's he's tricked end. you up to this point? It's going to end. Okay. Mm. Look at their matchup moving forward you know and he had a massive dud this past week yeah. too and he's really already kind of fallen off from where he started which right. you know there's no telling just still, where that offense was still at. led the team in targets yeah the targets <laughs> were there five. which that's not saying a lot <laughs> but again you look at the matchup they're about to take on green bay that's gonna be a dumpster fire there <laughs> you go to indianapolis who's starting to maybe find their way john taylor should be back uh you know minnesota should be able to take care of business go to philly the next winnable game for them, or, you know, favorable game, isn't Houston. until they play Houston Week 11. Yeah, and even that's not a good that, – yeah, Houston, Houston has not been easy to win, so. And then you get to follow it up with Atlanta, who surprised people, and then the Giants. Yeah. Actually, they play the Giants back-to-back, back back back, really. Francisco, yeah. They finally gets a bye week in Week 14, right when your playoffs are about to start. Honestly, they might not win another game. Just looking at the schedule, I mean, they're going to win one just by getting lucky. But besides Houston, is there any of these games you think they have a chance no. to win? But Dallas, we talked maybe. about the internal turmoil, internal turmoil earlier. Right. I think that's serious. Right. I think it's really it's going to deplete this whole team. And here in the next couple of weeks, you we might see them start trading away some of their pieces. Right. And they might that fire goes, Ron Rivera. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, and that's kind of sad because I've always liked Ron Rivera. I think he's a decent coach. A I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. So he, he had cancer not too long ago, or he's still right. battling. Yeah, it. So, I, I mean, mean, respect the guy. Yeah. Loved him as a person. I loved him as a coach. Thought he was a great leader, but it's just I don't think his scheme works there. Well, he right. officially lost the locker room last week. Yeah. We all saw it happen, and then we saw how he blew up after their Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. He's off his rocker a little bit, right? Yeah, I think I th- I do think we see a change in in coaches there sooner rather than later. And like we said, that this is one of the organizations that outside of a couple players, and I'm talking about outside of Brian Robinson, Chase Edmonds, Jahan Dotson, maybe like you know, yeah, Jahan Dotson, like a couple guys. There is not much to look forward to there. No, absolutely not. That's why they love Brian Robinson so much. He's a great story for them, and right. I love to see it. You need it. that. That's the thing. A, a team, when they go through this type of overhaul, rebuild, you know, catastrophic rebuild potentially, you got to have someone that rises through the ashes. And a guy like Brian Robinson, with that story, that's to a, to a T. Right. You know, it's, that is going to be the guy I think that within the next couple of years, he will take that step and be their lead back, be their, be one of the better backs in the league at that. Well, you guys must start talking about some treats before we wrap this up. Mm. Yeah. I could start with Chris Olave. Yep. I think it's just He's been already a treat. been a yeah. treat, and I think he's yes. going to continue to be a treat. An even better one. Yeah. Because the last two games that he played, he played 68% of the snaps against Minnesota in that game that was in uh, in London. Right. Jameis Winston was a late scratch. I think they went into that week, and they said, all right, we, we're going to have to try to run the ball. We're going to have to play defense. That was a weird game anyway because Minnesota always is a weird game, right. no matter what. Cincinnati or uh, Seattle, he gets a concussion while scoring a touchdown. Right. Missed yeah. last week. Incredible catch. So, I mean, he's down to wide receiver 24, but before he got injured, he was wide receiver 14. Yeah. So, and the rest of the track. season, when he comes back, I love their schedule week nine and on. I think they can they can potentially win every one of those games. Yeah, yeah. the Saints are a good team. Yeah, I mean he he looks really good. I think, you know he I don't want to say he's quarterback proof yet, but he's proved that he has some chemistry with both of the guys. So who's ever starting, hopefully he should be in a safe spot. Yep. Now Michael Thomas, that's like we don't know with this dude. He's gonna, he's out again. He's gonna miss Thursday. So oh, Lava should see it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's officially out for Thursday again. Uh, yeah, they with haven't the foot. said it officially, have they? He wasn't. He didn't take part sure, in Tuesday's practice. I'm pretty sure so. they said he's officially out. So I yeah. could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's out. But even sure, you know, even me. whatever. <laughs> if you have Chris Olave, you don't even need to play Michael Thomas. That's right what now. I'm saying. That's like Olave is going to get those targets, and I hate to say it, I might have to. I might have to break out Robert Woods. Oh. This, is, this is how bad it is Wait. in Dynasty right now. Wait. In Dynasty, yeah. Uh-oh. Thank God. You know, you know who you might want? Adam Thielen. Oh, Lord. I heard you try to trade him at him Thielen might, this week. Might wanna, I can't give up picks for him. <laughs> the picks. Please don't give him any picks. I'd rather than, than, than Robert Woods. But I agree. It's fine. I, I would, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I love Chris Olave. Yeah. I think he'll finish the year at least top 10 wide receiver. That's he, insane. Yeah. Yeah, he looks really good. Just I, because I like him too. he's also leading the league in air yards when he's healthy. Yeah. All right. That's done for me. Jake? Yeah, I'm going to go Gregory Dolchich. <laughs> I love that. Now – 
Yeah, I wanted to throw a little tight in there. He looked good this last week. And what the big thing is, have you seen how many targets these tight ends are getting in Denver? I mean, it's insane. He's thrown to that what, one dude back or whatever a ton. Yep. He only saw three targets, two catches for a touchdown, but he saw another one that got called back in the end zone. So, you know, 12 points in his first ever game. This is his first game in the NFL, and he's already passed Albert O and all the other tight ends. He looked incredibly smooth. Yeah. So smooth big. on that touchdown. And he is big, 6'4", 240. Yeah. And during his post-game interview, he literally had short shorts on. Mm-hmm. guy's a beast. He's With a dog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's I unbelievable. Like, I like him for the future. I think he's going to be a treat. Because I think, like we said, he's already tied in one there. And if he starts, he saw 71% of the snaps in his first ever game. Did you not have to draft him in Dynasty? Did you just pick him up? I picked him up off the right after the draft happened right because I was draft. looking forward to him See, after they hmm. traded fans. Greg Dolchus, yeah. no matter who you have on your team, would have been like a better pick than any of the quarter, like Malik Wills, right. any of that. Desmond Ritter. Or, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> who's the other one? Like Tyler... The guy Conklin? No, Davis oh. Pierce. Pierce oh. Davis. Oh. Price, Davis yeah, Price. Davis Price, yeah. Tyrion Davis Price. Davis Price. Well, you would rather have Greg Dolchus yeah. right now. And right? I th- and I think uh I don't think Cindy's talking about this. I think Bellinger too. I, yep. he didn't get drafted yes. either. So yeah. these two guys, I'm I'm honestly surprised they didn't, but our our some of our rosters are pretty deep, so it's like you can't really drop mm-hmm. a guy, but I would drop Cole Komet for Greg Dolchich. In Dynasty? Yeah, yeah. I did. I would do the I did. And they're the, and they're the same would. age. Yeah. That's scary, yeah. but well, one of them has a. I think a, regardless of how bad Russell Wilson's been, he's been better than Justin Fields. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he's targeting the tight ends. I think if this continues and he sees this this end zone work, I don't think twelve every week, but I think he's going to be a nice treat for the rest of the year for you. In dynasty, he's a guy you already have him. I'm going to be trying to come and get him. Mm. I mean, I, already, I have Kyle Pitts, right? So it's not like the biggest need for me, but like I think for anybody, I would put him right up there with Fryermuth already. In terms of being, I think a I want to see a couple young, more, but yeah, why yeah, wouldn't you? I don't know if I can make that call yet. But, but I think Firebooth looks extremely Heath Miller. Yeah, he does. And he Miller was always perennial top ten. Uh, what if Greg Dolchich is better than that? Heath, I'm always Heath Miller was always ten, not top ten. He was always <laughs> yeah. like ten to twelve every year. He never snapped. He got eight <laughs> points a game, which is consistent. He's but, like the Brandon yeah. Cooks of tight ends. Right. Very hey, top fifteen. Ten no is what. top ten. <laughs> at the end uh, of the day, sure. Okay. Who's your guy? A big treat, and this is more aimed towards the team, but you know you got to have a leader, and that's Daniel Jones, top fifteen quarterback right now. He on a winning team. It's crazy to think. Like I, I think we're all fans of the Giants right now as Loves far as them. what they're doing. You know, we love Saquon. We're all Wandale Robinson fans as we saw him get a touchdown. He was first career. Yes, sir. So it's awesome to see. And Daniel Jones, he he looks confident. Like. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, he doesn't have the true physicality, arm strength of a guy like Josh Allen, but he likes to play with him or play, excuse me, play like him. He plays within himself, too. Yeah. yeah and at least in the running game, yet. they both are fearless. Daniel Jones has great vision of the field when he's trying yeah. to run it. I mean, look at that. He's, he, he rushes the ball at least six times every game. And besides this last game, oh, he's, he's had 20 yards. 20 yards every single game. So his rushing up to, upside is really keeping him alive right now. He had and even like more Nick yards said, two this interceptions week. only this year. Yeah. For Perfect. someone who who has been considered pretty inaccurate um, in his early career, I mean, if they start throwing the ball the more and once Wandell hopefully comes back and gets healthy, maybe Bellinger's a good tight end yeah, for him. They can and improve. Saquon balances everything out beautifully. If they can start throwing the ball a little bit more, and that includes to Saquon, start getting him more touches out of the backfield, then I like the upside of Daniel Jones. Until yeah. week 12, are you worried about them even losing another game? That's yeah, the crazy problem. to think, though. Jacksonville should. Not Seattle really. could be tough. Houston. Detroit, Once they get Dallas, down there, yeah. and t- when they play that, you know, their division, you know, teams right. there, you know, with Dallas, Washington, Philly, those three weeks, you know, it'll be a little tough stretch. But I'm gonna be honest, I like Daniel Jones and just yeah. about all those besides against Philly. That's the only team I don't see them. I think they beat them once. But they're sitting at five and one right now. Yeah. What do they finish the year at? Even if they lost to Philly twice, do they win uh, over ten games? Yeah, at you this think? point, we, lo- I think we do they love Dabble. I do think I don't want to say there's no luck in the NFL. Wins a win. They have gotten a little bit of luck on, on a couple of these games. So, you know, so Jacksonville win one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I mean. That's eleven games right there. So yeah, yeah maybe maybe they do yeah. win over ten games. I think they're they may not be That's blowing simple. anybody out of the water, but they're 
more intelligently coached than yeah. they've been in a decade. And I did. I was a little bit skeptical of that hire. I, I wasn't a huge Dabble guy, but he's proved me wrong so far. He, he looks like a he looks like a leader, and you see him on the yep. sideline getting so. He kind of looks like Dan Campbell as far as getting pumped up for his team, but Dan Campbell just can't get over that hump. And Dabble already has. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. Rest of season too, Saquon or Swift, right? Is oh, that the Saquon biggest thing? Uh, I mean, probably Saquon. Yeah. He looks better. Saquon it's, right now is still my projected RB1. I haven't changed my stance on that. He is the so. RB2 right now. The only guy who's passed him is Eckler, who's getting and 16 yeah. targets Chubb just had a bad game yeah. to drop that. So, I mean, it's been the top level of the running backs has been those three guys. So Yeah, Saquon has two games above 20 points in a PPR full PPR league. This year, two games above 20 points, and he's the running back, too. Right. That's why it's the worst year for fantasy we've mm. seen in a while. Right. I mean, the going's getting tough, and that's why the more podcasts that we're coming out with, I think the, the more we talk about it, the better we're doing, right? We all yeah. won this week in at least one league. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay, not me. I lied. All oh. right. <laughs> you didn't you, win you at all? Up. No, I lost. I lost because There's of fucking Justin wrong. Herbert, man. There's nothing Justin wrong Herbert. with winning Ooh. in a league, guys. Hey, we Nick all pulled a me wins. this week. He got zero <laughs> wins in, in sleeper. Uh, well, I had to. I came up second most points in Dynasty. All right, let's do a really, really quick this or that fab, guys. Okay. I'm going to okay. go one player at every position. All right. Marcus Mode, in terms of who's available in Amish, okay. Trevor Lawrence against the Giants. You picking him up? Mm. If you need Not a against the Giants, no. I would pick him up if I needed one. I don't know how much I would spend, though. I might spend five. I wouldn't pick him up, but if I was absolutely desperate and I was the only option I have, I'd probably throw like a 4 or $5. You know, I know he's not going to be that coveted. Dime bag, so throw him yeah. a little dime bag. Just yeah. something to guarantee I'd get him, but it wouldn't have to be high. I think it's kind of rough at running back position here. I mean, there's really nobody to look at except for like Rashad White. I can't mm. believe he's still available. That's the best, one of the best handcuffs in the league. Right. Okay, we're looking at wide receiver. George Pickens is available, and mm-hmm. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Which one of those two guys would you rather have? George Pickens. Yeah, I like Pickens, but if Pickett isn't playing... At least this week. I mean, he's already been named the starter, so once he's back, he's back. Well, what about running backs? Um, isn't Kenyon Drake available? Yeah, okay. Kenyon Drake is who I, I was going to get I would spend some money on him. Yeah? How much would you drop on Kenyon? I would I mean, drop I think him even more if, than like 12. I think if you all think he's going to be a grenade, running back, like we said, is so scarce right now. If you're a team that still has $80 left, I would drop 20 on Kenyon Drake. I mean, if you're someone that hasn't been very involved in the bidding, then yeah, go in there, throw a quick little 15, 20. I'm going into this mindset needed. as someone who has a majority of their amount of money, not someone like me who has like 10 bucks. I'm saying if you have $80 plus, I spend $20 on Kenyon Drake at least because I let think me, he's going to get a lot of work. Let me list off the other top options, and you just say Drake if you like him more. Algier. Drake. Mike Boone. Uh, Murray looked really good, so and they want to give him the ball, so I'm going to go Drake. I'm only letting you answer these because, like I said, I'm not picking Drake up. After the rest Drake. of it, I mean, it's like Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, I'm going with the one who's going to get all the touches, so... Well, McKinnon's going to get in a lot of touches. I'm going to go Drake over pretty much all of them. There you go. You see, that's that's the beautiful thing about fantasy. I love this. We have we have differing opinions. <laughs> <How> much, <laughs> is there any tight ends up there? That, Hayden Hurst, how much fab would uh, we drop on him? No he's more the, than five. He's the top one right now. If you really needed one, I would I mean, I mean, would go up to ten. Don't you need a tight end this week? Yeah, let's say you had Tyler Higby on five. What would yeah. you do? I was going to say, I'd don't you need for, one this week? I mean, in Amish, Pat, well, Pat Fryer moves out. But yeah. Tyler Conklin, Robert Tanyan. I'd probably say I would go with uh, Robert Tanyan. I think he's been improving, you know, since he's been back. So you say Tanyan over Hurst this yes. week. Wow. Hurst is having another revenge game. Yeah, I think I like Hurst this week over Tanyan. I'm going narrative game. Nobody cares about game. Hayden Hurst's <laughs> revenge against the Falcons. Get they out do. of here. They do. I swear to God. That's why he scored that touchdown against Baltimore. I swear to God. That's well, why. Because that, wow. he had more of an impact. I didn't really hear of Hayden Hurst a lot with Falcons. He was just beginning. He was I heard more about him with the Ravens. He was. Nah, he was a, a first round draft pick. He, yeah. They drafted him before Lamar, but he had a good year the same year that Mark Andrews blew up, and they traded him away to Atlanta. Yeah, so I think revenge game. I like Hayden Hurst. I'm dro- <laughs> I'm gonna drop like seven on him, just to make sure. Seven? What do I have? That's a good amount. Okay, have him on six, and I'm dropping Elijah Moore. All right, I'm officially sick to my stomach. <laughs> Ugh, that's yeah. so sad. I'm well, ill. On that note, uh, is that everything? That's everything I want to talk about. I'm ready to go home. 
I'm ready uh, for some week seven football as we uh, see some guys come back. We didn't really even talk about the Thursday night game. We don't need to. We can we can talk about that. Uh, I'll talk about time. it later. I say the Saints will win, but yeah, Saints, Saints Arizona. Win. Saints Arizona, real quick. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. Saints. I'm gonna go Saints too, winning. <sighs> Actually, it does depend on who's playing quarterback. I don't yeah. even think so. You I, think yeah, if Taysom Hill? Think, yeah. You think Taysom Hill yes. is gonna beat? Yeah. Wow. Well, I think the Tyler Saints Murray. are legitimately better coach than the Cardinals. I think the, the Cardinals, Cardinals have the worst right coach now. in the league. Yeah. They, they look horrible right now. And that game against Seattle was was honestly an eye opener to how bad this offensive is. Is D Hop guaranteed to be back this week? Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, he's healthy. Okay. He, his suspension's up. He's ready to go. I'm gonna go Arizona. It's in Arizona. If, I'm gonna go Arizona. If they get D Hop involved, I could see them winning. I like it. I like it. I'm just I'm such a fan of the Saints because I love Alave and it's gonna be a Thursday night game. I think at home, how bad the Cardinals were at home last year. I still get scared to death to pick them at home. They didn't win any home games last year, I don't think. That's insane. Isn't it? They or I think they were undefeated on the road or something, had a tie on the road. It was unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah. But that's gonna be all for today's show, guys. We'll see you again on Friday. We officially just hit an hour. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.